Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today, as promised, The Five Big Rocks. The Five Big Rocks. You know, when I was looking at this, I my original, and we'll talk about this, was Three Big Rocks. But don't go in more than five. But Five Big Rocks is good. It sounds better. Yeah, it does. Uh, this came out of last week's discussion, and uh, we curtailed the discussion because it it needed its own episode. So uh, it's going to happen today. I saw your eyes light up when we were talking about last week. I, I could see the uh, gears moving as you were already writing. You were being present in our conversation last week. But, but I was multitasking. You were multitasking. I could hear the writing gears starting to go already. And what's really good about uh, kind of the way we banter back and forth, the flow, if you call it, is that... Um, by the time I get to the computer, it literally takes seven minutes to mm-hmm. write an episode. Now we have a kind of a template to drop things into, but uh, the ideas between the two of us just flow so quickly mm-hmm. and we just kind of know what the other one's talking about mm-hmm. that it literally took me seven minutes to write it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So let's set the stage here. Uh, Greg and I have been friends for a long time. Uh, we've both been managers or leaders or supervisors most of our careers And we have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development and the five big rocks. So we're doing this episode, came out of last week's episode, as I discussed, and we're going to talk about gaining perspective on what we do, why, and going forward in both our professional and perhaps our personal lives. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I don't know why I say it, Greg, because every week we do have that great discussion. Oh, I agree. I agree. So let's set it up by just asking ourselves some questions. Do you ever take a moment to take a temperature reading on what you're doing? Are you generally happy? Are you coping? Have you sat down and thought about what your passions are and whether you are serving them at all? Are you effective presently? Are you playing to your strengths? And do you have opportunities to learn new skills and gain new experiences? So, Greg, I'm going to hand this over to you and get you to explain why maybe the genesis of it and what you do regarding the five big rocks. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, As I think most of our listeners know, although I am a consultant, but I'm also an executive coach, so I spend a lot of time helping folks think through where they're at, what they love, what they want to do, and where they want to go. So... um, I do believe we're uh, put on this earth for a purpose. I was telling, I was actually talking to someone today, and I and you probably know this already. The the, the likelihood of uh, each of us being born is something like four hundred trillion to one. It's a long shot. It's a long shot. So so later on in my life, I kind of got thinking about it that that I'm here purposely for doing something. And the more we can kind of figure out what that is and what our unique contribution to the world is, it is so much better. It doesn't mean you're going to do it all the time, uh, but if you're working towards that journey, boy, oh boy, it makes life so much easier and more fulfilling and going forward. So I spend a lot of time helping people think through their 
who they are. And so my process is this. Uh, I actually have people usually start with some kind of an assessment to understand how they show up, you know, what, how they approach things. And we've talked on this podcast a lot. The Enneagram is one of my favorite tools to use. Colby's another one. But I use DISC and a whole bunch of things. But Enneagram really gets to there. So understanding how I show up. And then I also have people do this this work that originally came from a friend of mine, uh, two friends of mine, Mike and uh, and Wayne at a company called Pursuit, and they they had this thing around meaningful moments where you kind of reflect backwards and say, hey, when when were those times when I was just in flow? And you know, we've all had those experiences where it's just sweet. You're just you know you're not burning any energy. It's but you're making progress and you're feeling good. And so that usually through those processes, it helps identifying kind of uh, what I, what I'm good at, um, who I love to work with, what I love to do. And so the combination of those two, and sometimes I use Reflective Best Self, which is another great tool out of the University of Michigan, where you ask five of your friends, what do they see me doing my best? Like, what what's the stuff I do best? So this is all informing you to understand what you're, and I'm going to get the five rocks in a second. So and it takes a while. You're laying the framework. Laying That's the good. framework, right? So understanding what I love. Sometimes I do a value sort as well. You know what I care about, what I'm passionate about, um, what my skills are, what I bring to the table, and, and and normally with that, I I also do what gets in my way because those are the triggers and the things that I'm not good at that I. That I'm, I'm, I need to accept and just, uh, you know, at least as long as they're not inhibiting my, my journey. And then usually I do some work around my uh, purpose. And the five whys, Simon Sinek stuff is really good. It's a simple model going forward, but there's lots of tools out there on the internet to help people define what, what, what I'm here for, what I'm trying to achieve because of why. Um, and to what end are really the questions around there. So I help people define those. And usually that kind of helps start your journey and becomes your filter on the kinds of work that I want to do. So with that, you know, your life, you set your objectives um, and you move towards it, especially with that, uh, with that vision, that purpose, and also knowing what you're good at. But the key is how do I keep track of it? How do I really, even with that, decide what's the most important things to do. So the five rocks are really based upon, I originally heard this through Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. There's this exercise that, and it's not his, it's been around a long time. I don't know who created it. Someone, none of our listeners might be able to tell me, is that you, and I've used this from a, it's a, it's a, it's a prioritization model. And usually someone at the front of the room comes with a, a big glass jar and then they have a bag of, uh, a bag of sand, a bag of little pebbles, uh, a bag of uh, medium, like smaller rocks, and, and and a couple big rocks. And it's all about prioritizing and, and really getting things done, effectiveness. And so the first thing they do is they fill up with the sand first, and then they try to put some rocks in, and then there's there's never enough space, and you have lots left over. And then they get another jar with the same stuff, and what they do is they start with the big rocks. And the big rocks are the things that are most important to do in your life. Those are the big priorities. So you put the big rocks in first. And then you say, okay, what are the 
the next big priorities. Well, then the next smaller rocks, so you put them in, you shake it around and it goes through, right? And you get a lot more in. Then you do the next big rocks and you do that and you shake it around. And then you do the sand and then you shake and the sand kind of comes around and fills in. And then when you look at the, the, the bags, the four bags, there's a lot more in that jar than the other jar. Same size jar, same size amount of stuff in there. And you wonder why is that the case? And the reason it is, is that the idea and the philosophy is know what's most important, get that stuff done first, and the other stuff will fall into place. So this is around the construct of the five big rocks as well, is once I set my goals, once I know those big rocks that are really important in my life and the other stuff that I'm going to do to move forward, then I start to review. I keep track of it. So me personally... I set an annual plan and there's tons of beautiful things out there that says, you know, what do I really want to accomplish this year and what I'm trying to do? Um, I, I intentionally have quarterly check-ins. With yourself. With myself. Yeah. How, how am I doing with Do you me? still have a coach? I, I don't have a coach anymore, um, but I have accountability partners that I share this with, including my life partner, Josette. And I actually have them, uh, my goals are really set up around my roles in particular. So I have one for my work. I have one for my community, contributing community. I have one for my family and friends. And I have one that I call me maximizer, which is really about feed into me and grow. And then for those, I set the, so those are my big buckets. And then I set targets within each of them. And, you know, people might say, oh my goodness gracious, how I, you're such a planner, Greg. And I'll tell you, for the first 45 years of my life, I did not do that. Uh, but as I kind of went through this churn and saying, what's really important to me? This has really helped me keep on track. And do I look at it all? Originally, I thought I was going to look at it every week. I don't. Um, and, and then I was going to look at it every month, and I started, but I don't. I do, though, lock in quarterly to say, hey, what I do? And what didn't I do? And what do I want to improve upon? And it just is a nice, quick framework to help keep me focused. Also to celebrate traction. Do I get everything done? No. But do I move stuff ahead? I do. So that's my overall planning. But uh, lately, uh, this has really happened over the last uh, three months or so, I've been getting scattered again. And I don't know about you, but, you know, even with great plans and maybe it's my personality too, I take on too much. I, I add things in, you lose focus. And even though and I, you get caught up in the moment, you are, you're an energy type guy. I right? am. And so I get focused and I was really excited and, and, uh, I was coaching someone and, and she's more like me. She's a seven on the Enneagram as well. And she was saying, you know, Greg, when I'm focused, I get stuff done, um, and, uh, but what I'm, when I'm, when, and when I'm loose and cool, I get stuff done, but it's in the middle that I lose focus. And so we talked about how do you, what do you, what can we do? So both of us, actually, I'm coaching her, but also learning at the same time, decided if That's you, the best type of coaching though. Oh man, it's so good. We decided to start establishing the five big rocks for the week. So similar to what we just talked about, but it's really looking at your week and saying, I know I've got a thousand things I want to do, but what are those five things that are those big rocks that are going to move whatever my core goals are ahead the most? Um, and then with those, how do I schedule the time to accelerate them? So actually prioritize them. So block off parts of my schedule to actually do it. And it has been astounding. Because, you know, there's tons of work. Cal Porter, um, Cal, 
Cal Newport uh, with uh, the um, deep work has been doing his fantastic work around if you actually block off 45 minutes to 95 minutes and actually do focused work. I don't know about folks on the on the podcast, but I am a distractor, a multitasker. Well, we were just talking about how you were writing the next uh, the next episode when we were talking. I'm worse than that. I get a thousand things on my mind. But this golden moment of actually identifying my five rocks and then actually blocking off focused time in the week to actually move those things forward, 45 minutes, it's amazing. And I use your calendar, right? Use my calendar. I am shocked by, you know, how this is adding a little bit more rigor and again, the focused effort. And so 45 minutes times five, I'm not the mathy in the role, but that's 200 and something minutes, probably, probably close to 300, but it's not that much time in a whole week's. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I don't think people are listening yeah, right. to our math skills. <laughs> that's right. I've lost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not that. It's like five hours in in your week to really accelerate your five big rocks. Uh, hey, this is early on in the study. It's been three months. Astounding. I am getting so much more done uh, and moving my purpose forward in meaningful ways that I never discovered. So, But it is comes back to recognizing it, blocking off the time, and making it a priority of what are the most important things. You know, it's like the 80-20 rule. Okay, that was a long tirade, but... Yeah, what I what I like about uh, the five rocks idea isn't so much your system, because I'm not as much... A, I don't need a system probably as much as you do. Uh, I need focus. But what I like about the five rocks is that it's the conversation with yourself about what do I want to do? You know, where do I want to go? Um, and also you know, what I need to jettison. And I just like the idea of, uh, of having some thought about what makes me happy. Um, you know, do I like what I'm doing? Uh, like somebody like I need to be creative. So I need to have that outlet and, and just having a, a conversation with yourself about what makes me happy. What am I good at? Uh, and those things, I think that is just a wonderful thing. And whether you need to include anybody else, that's great. I, I do like that. And then in a minute, we'll go to what I do. Uh, I like to call it the purge. But I do like the idea of being very mindful. Um, like, I have a couple things to do this week. And, like, I wrote this. I have something else printed out. I know tomorrow, tomorrow uh, later in the day, I need to listen to something uh, for a group that I'm facilitating. And so I already know what I need to do. And mm. uh, uh, after we're done recording this... Um, Chances are by 11 o'clock tonight, it'll already be edited because I know it needs to get done. Right. I need to give you time to listen to it. Right. And so I like that five rocks. And there's been a few times in my life where it's like, what makes me happy? What does not make me happy? Mm -hmm. Where do I think I need to go? Uh, things like, um, how do I better myself? How do I accomplish that? I think all these things are really, really important. I find um, as a manager, as a supervisor... I would quite often talk to other people's employees, not seeking them out, but they just come in and sit down. And a lot of the time, uh, and it's a very police thing, a lot of the time it's just them kind of wandering around in their mind and talking to me. And then I find myself like, what do you want to do? Well, I want to do this. Then you need to go to another place mm. or you need to go to another team or you need to take this course or you need this experience. 
and we would have a Five Rocks discussion. I, I didn't know that was the name of it, but I, I really like the idea of that. I, I think it's just really, really cool. So one of the things that I found I've had to do, um, mission creep is my problem. Mm. So what I found is myself personally and also in my family, uh, usually about, usually November, a couple months into the new season, we, we have a discussion or I sit there and, uh, in terms of my own things, what am I doing right now? Why am I doing them? Am I doing them okay? And, uh, I find, especially when you get into, uh, volunteering and activities like that, extracurricular, they seem to pile up on me. So there's been a few times where, you know, I've had to sit there, have a discussion with the family. What are we doing here? Mm. Are we doing right by all these activities? And so there's times when you have to make a decision, like, what am I going to concentrate on? What can I bring uh, the biggest bang to? What do I enjoy doing? What do I feel that I need to do? And we have, uh, and we make some hard decisions. And I've also had these types of, uh, um, kind of the purge when it comes to what I'm doing for uh, a living for work. Mm. There's been times when I've left an organization or I've gone to a different part of the organization and maybe it's my personality, but you know, when you have uh, kind of a discussion with yourself and maybe with other people, you go, um, am I down for this? Mm. Maybe I am. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need to uh, twig it a little bit, but, uh, you know, having kind of that purge discussion with the mindset that you will do something, uh, to me is something, it seems to happen in the fall. Like we just fi- finished November and something I was doing, uh, actually got built up a little bit. So it's, mm-hmm. it's needing more of my attention, which I hadn't really prepared for, but it's something that I want to do. And so I'm going to do it. So it's interesting. It's, uh, I like your five rocks. And as soon as you started talking about that, I thought about the purge. I love the purge because I do think it's so the creep is something that mission creep is terrible, man. I I was, uh, I'm, I'm taking a a really interesting coaching as part of my coaching certificate. You have to be retrained on stuff. So I'm doing this, this uh, course called the neuroscience of coaching. And so it's all about brains and it's all about, uh, how we, uh, can tap into our intuition. It's just fascinating. But anyways, uh, we had some practice coaching. And you know what? Um, of all of the coaches that I coached, including myself, the thing that we were trying to get support on was decluttering mm. our lives. Mm. All of us, uh, consultants and coaches had taken on so much. So I, I do believe in having purpose and having those filters to be able to say what's important to me. But you said, you know, there's some things that you love and they get creep because you, you say yes, 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 yes. But if you don't balance, you're in big, big trouble. And I'll tell you last week, uh, I've just gotten off probably an eight week, you know, it's been just really busy scheduling, uh, Greg is very difficult at times. He's hard to handle. Uh, and normally that's not my case because no. I have built a life of more balance yes, you uh, have. since my major crash in 2016. I, I actually purposefully block off time to renew, and but I'm doing a lot of stuff I love right now. And what I'm finding is that I had like eight weeks back to back of long days and going forward. Flying places. Yeah. 
Friday I got home. But you're the type of guy that if you like doing something and you get more, it's intoxicating to you. You like it. It is until you get a certain point. So about two years ago, three years ago, I got double pneumonia because mm. I pushed myself. And I was rushed to the hospital. And my oxygen rates were so low, the doctor, like, way in trouble. But I was just coughing. I thought, I can push through. I, I got, I'm doing meaningful stuff. I want to really move, move forward and that type of thing. Um, then it happened again about two months later because I didn't learn. And I have been really good ever since. But on Friday, I got home, and I had deep chills. Mm. Um, and, and I couldn't get warm. And it, there were all the signs of pneumonia again, and and it came after eight weeks. So again, I do think your 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 purge, and having kind of reflecting on your purpose and your goals is really important. And then just thinking about what what am I doing, and is this important? And you know, this is why the the having the focused on the me, my physical, my mental, my emotional issue is one of those big blocks because I know that when I don't take care of that, I get in trouble. So I love that idea of, and I, um, yearly purge is really important. Um, and maybe it's more often, maybe I'm going to add it to my quarterly, um, just tracker, which I sit and just reflect and say, Hey, how am I doing? But is there st something I got to let go of? Because those are the toughest things sometimes is learning to let go of, especially if it's something you're passionate about. And, uh, I believe one of the stumbling blocks is, um, regarding the purge is you don't want to disappoint anybody. Mm. Greg, I have no problem saying, Greg, uh, I can't do this anymore. Uh, had a conversation. These are the things on my plate and just let you know, as much as I like doing this, it's not where I need to concentrate right now. You just kind of have the conversation. A lot of people are afraid to bring up something because they don't want to disappoint anybody else. And they certainly don't want to have one of those types of conversations. You know, like I, I do think it's one of the stumbling blocks to the purge is people don't want to have a difficult conversation. Like, I don't go looking for difficult conversations. And yet I'm prepared to have one if it's required. I get no joy out of it. Yesterday, I bumped into somebody. And I had heard there was a change in their life. And it's like, come here for a second. What's going on with you? And we just had the conversation because, mm. uh, not that it impacted me, but I just wanted to make sure that they were in a good place. And wow. when they explained it to me, I went, oh, okay, no, 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 that's good. I, I just heard something. So I came to you. To ask you what's going on. Yeah. And that's cool. You, you know, not that you need it, but you have my 100% support. Well, and you know, the best leaders, because this is a podcast about leadership and management, but, but also models in life are the ones that say, you know what? I've been reflecting and, and you know, these are my goals and I'm recognizing that I'm overstretched on these things and I'm making a decision uh, because they are. So, you know, what we, I, I've done a couple of leadership courses over the last few weeks and the power of why and we talk about it on this podcast all the time. People don't tell, talk enough. They really they don't, don't talk enough. And if you, they're scared to, or they don't know how. Right. To. And even if you're letting someone down, if you provide the context and tell them the why, and that you've thought about it, you model the behavior for people, others to do it because we're all stretched. I mean, the biggest thing in our lives right now is people are just burnt out because they're taking on too much or they're striving towards thing. Um, I heard, a, I read a great quote today. I'm going to see if I can find it, but it was, uh, it was, let me see if I can find it. Well, probably can't, but it was like we're, we are lost in the unconscious reservoir of expectations, assumptions, and beliefs. And they block us. I love that. From seeing what's really true in the moment. And if you think about the unconscious 
reservoir of assumptions, expectations, and beliefs. Man, we get so stuck on, am I going to let people down? Um, I'm expected to do this. Uh, I, if this happens, I, I, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. And, 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 you know, it just really resonate as, as something that we need to, I need to think about myself and, uh, actually having a scheduled purge allows you to say, what's getting in my way right now? What are the things that I've overextended? What are the things that, you know, were important before, but probably now someone else has to take over, you know, and helping you actually think through that, man, when you let that go, I bet you it's amazing. When you determine that, when you do the, what happens after the purge, when you do that, how do you feel? Oh, great. Um, something's been lifted off my shoulders. And it's it's interesting because, you know, both the, the five big rocks and the purge, one of the things that it allows you to do is, um, and it's kind of personal development, professional development, is then it gives you some clarity about, you know, what do you like to do? What are you doing now? I mean, sometimes you have to do what you have to do because you need to pay the bills. And mm-hmm. hopefully you enjoy what you're doing. But quite often our passions are outside of that. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I've, I've had a discussion with with some people and, you know, different generations and oh, I, I have to work within my passion. Well, no, actually you don't. Mm-hmm. Like it's nice if you can. Most people don't get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you like what you're doing and then you can do other things for your passion. But one of the things that kind of the that I think is within the five big rocks, but certainly within my purge is um, then it frees up a little space so that you can do like, I need to learn something new. Like when we started doing this podcast, I think I've taken four podcast production courses, mm-hmm. you know, one interactive and then three on like LinkedIn and, and some stuff like that. It, it really helped me kind of put uh, an idea of what we wanted mm-hmm. to do, how to get there and stuff. And it, it actually creates a space because, you know, you are going to, there's a lot of people that are just stagnant. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't know what the five big rocks are. They don't do a yearly purge. They're just cruising. Yeah. And yeah. often they're avoiding new things and having a discussion about what they're doing. And every organization, every team has these people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like maybe somebody's recovering from something or they've had a bad experience and they're just coasting. That's where they need to be right now. And that's fine. But quite often people are just cruising and they haven't had a, a discussion or they haven't put any thought to what do I want to do next? Like, am I happy doing this or is there something else I want to do or learn how to do? And, and, you know, having a five big rock discussion or, you know, going through a, a yearly purge type process, yeah. you know, opens up the door to, Oh, what do I want to do? Yeah. You know, do I have to take a course? Do I need to do, you know, like volunteer to do something to get some experience, whatever it is. But by doing something like this, it actually, you know, opens a door for the future. Yeah. I love that. And you said something really uh, interesting for me. It's about the passion versus the reality. And I have a little chart that's in YX, you know, a four, four bucket chart uh, that uh, looks at things and, uh, and it goes around. It's basically a love and skill mm-hmm. chart. I think we may have told about this before in the, in the top left-hand corner is things I love and the things I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. That's our goal over time. But that doesn't mean everything's going to be in there at time. So if you move over to the top uh, right-hand pocket, that is, these are things that I don't love, but I'm really good at. Those things pay the bill on the journey to love and skill, That's but right. you got to have that. In the bottom right-hand corner are things that I'm not good at and I don't love. That and, I should stay away from. That's a, the, yeah, this is when you're doing your purge, when you're reviewing the, your life, if you got stuff in I don't love and I'm not good at, 
find a way out of it. And then on the final block are things that I love, but I'm not good at. And those are the courses you're taking to move you towards up to the bucket. But it's a journey. And the reality is none of us are living fully in our passion and our skills because the world isn't like that. However, you can you can have a plan towards it. And you know, first of all, you got to know where who you are, what you bring and where you're going. And you need to have some thought and discussions to get there. Yeah, and know that you're going to slip because we all slip. We're humans. We get we get either we lose track of our focus or we focus too much time in stuff so we get almost burned out. All the examples that we talked about, it's reality. So forgive yourself. But um, have those moments of pause to say, hey, where am I? And celebrate the things that you've accomplished and, you know, recognize and own and shift the things that you're not so good at. And sometimes you you have to hold that space. You you sense the tension. Mm -hmm. And I heard somebody say, you know, oh, in in this time of my life, I'm in, I'm holding a, uh, there's tension between, you know, because of, you know, I'm kind of in transition or whatever it is. And I, I do think there's at times when we do, uh, we are in a, 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 a moment of tension. Uh, but I also think that we're probably always in a certain amount of tension. Yeah. And, and that's because, uh, I don't, I don't know anybody that does their absolute passion and can make a living at it and, and a good living at it. And it's a, a wonderful ideal, but certainly we should, uh, whether we volunteer or on the side or whatever we do, do things that bring us joy mm-hmm. and hopefully bring other people joy as well. But uh, I don't think there's wrong with being in, in kind of that season of tension. Uh, I, we've all been in it mm-hmm. and it, it's not the most comfortable, but you also learn a lot during that time of tension. And that's probably one of the best times to do the five big rocks and the yearly purge mm-hmm. in that, those times of tension. I agree. And I would encourage, although I'm, I totally agree with what you said earlier, that you can do this on your own. It just, uh, it amplifies and accelerates if you have either just a trusted friend, partner, trusted community. Coach. Coach. Uh, but it doesn't have to be at a formal coach even. It can be someone else who wants to achieve kind of the same thing. So you sit down together, but it has to be a safe space where whatever I'm trying to accomplish, I'm going to get encouragement, but I'm also going to have someone that's going to have the tough conversations hold me accountable. But even if you don't have the tough conversations, if you agree quarterly to get together to share, how's it tracking? What are you excited about? What's getting in your way? And have a discussion around it. There's an accountability piece on there. And that's always helped me to have it. And as I said, my partner, Josette, my wife, Josette, she's excellent at that. Uh, But I have two or three others that are really good at um, calling me out and saying, yo, Greg, uh, this thing's been on there for uh, three quarters now. It doesn't seem to be moving. I'm just wondering, is it really that important? Does it really need to be there? Right. And that's a like sometimes crunchy conversation, but also a beautiful one um, because I'm getting, I'm lowering my energy because I'm not getting it done and then realizing. And it creates anxiety when something's sitting there. When you have something on your plate that you need to do or want mm-hmm. to do or you think you should do but you're not doing it, it creates a certain amount of anxiety yeah. that eats into everything else you said something uh there and uh, I, I think it's something that a certain amount of discernment needs to be done is when you choose the person you want to talk to uh it needs to be a safe place mm-hmm. i've seen some people make a poor decision on mm-hmm. who they went to get some mentorship from. Mm-hmm. And it was probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And to me, I could just see the train wreck, right? So, you know, finding that, you know, you're very fortunate if you can find somebody that you can have a decent conversation with that it's a safe zone and 
they'll hold you accountable. Um, sometimes I see people going and they just want somebody to affirm everything mm -hmm. they're saying, which is fine if it seems good and proper. And But you also need somebody that's going to call you and say, well, tell me more about that. Yeah. Why, why that? Why are you thinking that? What's that going to, if you extrapolate that six months, 12 months down the line, what's that going to give you? And uh, I think if you can find somebody uh, or a couple people like that, that will hold you accountable, will listen to you and it's safe and it's not going to go somewhere else. And, you know, I've seen some people talk to a certain people in the organization. It's like, are you nuts? Like, that's not the person to talk mm -hmm. to. That group of people is not your friends. Yeah. You know, and I, and I would, it doesn't have to be formal, but, no. I, but, but I, but I would say, Hey, what are the, what are the five things we're going to commit to together? Four things we're going to commit together. And it might be, you know, if we see something, say it. Um, uh, you know, say it through a respectful lens and those type of things, like whatever we're, whatever you're going to agree to, because then you can, um, having a, again, doesn't have to be that formal, but what are the five things? Cause then in the midst of the conversations, especially when I'm not seeing what I need to see, you can say, Greg, you know, one of our guiding commitments to each other was to call something out that we're worried about that you might not be seeing yourself. I'm going to play that card right now. And I want to say that this is the third quarter that you haven't done that. And I'm, I'm, you commit to every quarter that this is something that's most important to you. But the lack of action against it tells me that it's not really important to you. At least that's what it looks like. Or is like. there a barrier to you yeah. getting that done? Yeah. So, so help me understand. Is there a barrier or, mm. or what's behind that? But that actually, you know, it's, it takes the emotions out of it. And comes back to the shared commitment that we made to each other, which is like still not easy, but it's a lot easier to say, Hey, remember we said this. So I'm going to, I'm going to support you in a way that might feel crunchy, but I, you know, we've committed to being respectfully direct with each other to hold ourselves accountable. So here it is. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Listen, um, any wrap up in regards to the five big rocks or the purge? Yeah, no, I would just say if you haven't done the work up front to say, what are you good at? What's important? How best do you work? What gets in your way? And where do I want to go? Those those four questions. This is really about clarity. Doesn't take that long. There's tons of tools out there. Or just answer those four questions uh, and then share them with someone. And then with those in mind, um, create your objectives. Um, then put in some kind of system that allows you every week to focus on what's most important. And again, the five big rocks are just, listen, I'm just finding them to be, if you want to start with three big rocks, start with three big rocks. And what this means is you're going to identify the three things that must do this week that's going to most move my purpose and core stuff forward and block the time off to do that. You know, like these are the things that are going to get done no matter what. And watch and see what happens. It starts to move the move. It'll move you in the right direction. And then I love the fact that build in, hopefully with another partner, an accountability partner, moments of reflection and purge. Because sometimes you're going to discover things that you thought were important aren't important, and you need to let them go. So if you could send me those questions, yeah, I will. On an email, I'll put them actually in the show notes. Yeah, because you said them so fast, I can't remember them. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I really like the idea of uh, 
I'm not a big systems person. I'm more spontaneous, but at the same time, I do appreciate, especially the thought behind actually, what are my five big rocks? Mm -hmm. And just sitting there and whether it's just me or then I have a conversation with you or somebody else. And it's like, uh, it's just such a healthy thing. And I think we need to get over ourselves. If you need to ditch something, if it's just not working, it doesn't fit in, or you just don't have the capacity to do a decent job on it, then have the conversation with whoever you need to have the conversation with and, and just tell the story though. Like, listen, this is what's going on. Um, you know, I, I don't want to undertake this cause I'm not going to be able to do it. And even if I do do it, it's not going to be done mm -hmm. well. And, you know, we only have a certain amount of time to do, you know, professionally, personally. So just have that conversation and find somebody you trust that you can have a conversation with. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, you know, those conversations just aren't around these topics. They're about other things yeah. as well. And there's nothing but like this whole podcast is you and I talking about our, yeah. our, our experiences, right? I mean, you're, you're for more formally trained in certain things. I have a lot of experience in other mm -hmm. things. And so we, you know, Greg and I have these conversations So we come from very different sides of things, very different experiences, but I learn from him. He learns from mm -hmm. me and we, we will actually listen to each other. And quite often we find out we're saying the same thing. We're just saying it from a different experience, yeah. a different way. Yeah, I agree. And the last thing I would jump, jump into my mind is, is what you said earlier, watch the creep. Because even with the five big rocks, and you know what? Start with three, uh, especially if you haven't done this before, and then expand to, to five. But Mission creep is terrible, man. Oh my it happens. God. All I mean, of a sudden you're going like, what happened? Well, this weekend, actually, I was setting my five big rocks, and then I looked and there were seven. <laughs> and I and I said that's bad math. Well, Greg. no, it is bad math. So I looked at it again and say, okay, yeah. Well, if I only could do five, what would be the five that would most move my purpose, the impact that I want to make in the world, and and you know, advancing me as a as a person and my contribution? And I got down to five pretty fast. Um, and I might still deliver the seven, mm -hmm. but you know what? I'm going to get the five for sure. And there's something you talked about, like, like last week you were away for four days mm -hmm. in different time zone and you're flying and we all hate flying and all this stuff. You know, sometimes what is affecting this discussion is how you feel, mm -hmm. like, especially in a time of COVID and, uh, I had that flu cold thing. Like I would have rather had COVID. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, and like, there's two or three weeks at work, like I was working, but uh, like, I had no, like, am I working fast? Am I working like, you know? is this working for me? And so often, you know, one of the things that we don't talk about or we don't bring into the equation is how we're feeling. And, you know, are there other people around us that mm -hmm. are sick? We have to make sure that we bring into the equations, how are we feeling? And the people in our immediate environment that rely upon us, how are they doing as well? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, that really plays into, into sometimes you're not going to get your five rocks done uh, and you've got to be compassionate to yourself because sometimes stuff happens, you know, like, uh, yeah. And so if, if you think next week is really overwhelming, go to three, but get some traction. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Anything else? No, that's everything. I'm glad, I'm glad this came out of last week's. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure how it was going to play out, but, uh, I think, uh, it worked out well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So folks, we hope that some of what we've spoken about you find helpful. We hope we didn't uh, say anything that you found to be offensive or made you angry, but definitely, Greg, your philosophy lands well on this episode. I think it fits every time. And um, 
fits here as well. And, uh, you know, my philosophy is that uh, from my first coach, she said, Greg, when we're together, there's going to be stuff that really gets you excited and you're going to feel good about. But there's going to be other stuff we talk about or maybe I hold you accountable to that you're going to feel kind of crunchy and maybe even a little peeved at me. And um, both are good. She said that, you know, key is to reflect upon those emotions, those feelings and and reflect upon them and say, well, how does this teach me? What's here for me? And then to apply them. So we hope that in all of our podcasts that we create a little bit of joy, that help you get that confidence of seeing things that you're doing well or you're making movement on. And then if there are things that you just want to, uh, that are challenging you, think about it. See, how might I leverage this insight uh, to move things forward? And if it doesn't, if there's nothing there, just let it go. But we, the churn uh, helps you pause to think about things to move forward. That's good. Uh, I am going to give a shout out. Greg and I had uh, spoken just before uh, we turned on the mics and I don't know what's going on with the analytics with the platform we're on, but uh, uh, it's a little sparse. I, I, I think I'm being a true number by I don't have analytics to know who, what and why, mm -hmm. but uh, there is one city that has been popping up lately and I'm pretty sure we called them out, but I, I just want to shout out and say uh, thanks to them again. That's Los Angeles. Ah, nice. So I'm pretty sure we've talked about them before, but they've, with the limited analytics I'm getting right now, they've popped up a number of times. So I went, hey. Oh, that's hey, awesome. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to us and, uh, you know, just really, really appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And remember, if you like the podcast, like us. Uh, and follow us. And follow us. And, uh, and We might not be able to tell right now because things seem yeah, to be yeah, messed that, up. But. That, that's right. But we're, we're just grateful for your listening ear. And uh, if you have other ideas, as always, uh, reach out to us at uh, our email. Talkingnotranting at gmail.com. There we go. All right. <laughs> all one, just all together. Nice. All right. All right. Anything else, my friend? No, nothing else. Uh, Greg's a little under the weather. We're going to have to edit out some uh, coughing. I <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> but uh, thanks a lot, folks. Remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>